Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Out and About with Antoinette. Now, this is a podcast where I get an opportunity to interview some amazing people who are from in and around the state of Delaware that are doing positive things. And I'm here with my good friend, Pamela Draper. Let me tell you a little bit about Pamela. Pamela Tate Draper is the founder of Gateway Charter School. Now, Gateway Charter School is an immersive educational experience for students in grades three through eight who struggle to achieve academic success in a traditional classroom environment. Utilizing a research-based intervention strategies and an arts-based learning environment, they thrive. Gateway identifies and capitalizes on a student's strengths and interests. And to date, they have assisted nearly 2,000 learners, many of whom require an IEP or an individualized education program. Now check this out. They will soon add classes for kindergarten through second grade. And you know that she says, there are not many opportunities for special needs students who fall in the middle of the academic spectrum. And I can attest to that. There are schools that cater to those who are severely challenged and traditional schools that can assist children who have mildly limiting capabilities. But many others fall through the cracks. Pamela shares, we have a diverse population of students with different educational aptitudes. And that is what they're doing at Gateway Charter School. So it is my honor and my privilege to bring on today my friend, Pamela Tate Draper. Welcome to Out and About with Antoinette. Thank you, Antoinette. I am so happy to be here with you. I appreciate the invitation to be on your podcast. And you know, before again, we uh, begin our interview, I was gonna obviously start out with the congratulations of the 10 years of Gateway Charter School here in Wilmington and your recent recognition in the top 100 magazine. But guess what, ladies and gentlemen? She's another, a new baby, a new grandbaby. So that's even more exciting. So congratulations yeah. on that to the family as well. Thank you. That has to be exciting. Very. Grandma is the best title of all. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And, you know, Pam and I actually met many years ago at the YWCA in Delaware, and I had an opportunity to speak with some of the uh, women there that were in training on social media marketing. That was cool. But then Pam invited me to come to Gateway, and I presented digital citizenship to the students. That was so amazing because I hadn't been in the school like forever. So Pam, tell us, tell us more about Gateway Charter School, your, you know, how it started and your vision going forward. Okay. And first I want to just thank you for coming to GCS. Our students had a ball doing your discussion and the information you shared was really timely and important for students to hear. So you are always willing to come and lend a hand and volunteer your time. And so we really appreciated that and hope to have you back again in the spring when we do it again. So just going back to my catalyst for starting um, Gateway, uh, it was really my sons and their educational journey. Um, and my youngest son in particular um, had an IEP or an individual education plan all of his school life from the time he entered school in kindergarten. 
And me, I like a lot of parents, I was just really discouraged because um, despite his challenges and he and he's on the autism spectrum, but despite those challenges, he's very intelligent young man, but um, teachers kept really just seeing his disability and not his ability. Um, and those disabilities also led to other social emotional challenges because a lot of kids who have um, identified disabilities also struggle with social emotional challenges. And that's because they don't cognitively, they don't pick up social cues like a neurotypical, what we call neurotypical student does. Um, and that was one of the uh, bigger issues as well, because I realized that you're not going to be in school forever, but um, eventually you're going to have to be out in society and know how to get along with people and know how to express yourself and all of those things that are important for life skills. Um, and so um, I was told that schools didn't do that. <laughs> and so, you know, that was one of the things that was a challenge for him. Um, I actually happened to see, I was home one day um, and saw the Lab School of Washington featured on the Today Show. And again, I'm just a mother who is um, always looking for, um, to help improve the education of my sons. And so um, I was not in, in education, I was in finance and um, marketing and things like that. I just happened to be watching the show and they featured her school for Mother's Day on the Today Show, which is uh, the Lab School of Washington. And it's a private school in Washington, DC. And um, Sally Smith had started that back in the 70s. She also um, opened the Baltimore Lab School because they thought a lot of her success was due to her personally. And she wanted to prove that her methodology could work in any setting. Um, she used arts integration with these kids. So she had kids, again, had uh, learning disabilities, kids who were not doing well in a, what we call a traditional school setting um, using arts. One of the reasons arts is, is great for any learner is because it's kind of an equalizer. If you don't read well, if you're an English language student, using the arts um, gives you those ability to get the content knowledge before you are able to maybe do more traditional things like read or you know that type of thing or do math. Um, so drama, music, art, visual art, um, woodworking, computer graphics, lots of you know expressions of art. Um, and then she also did focus on social skills. And so I'm sitting there as a mom and I'm crying because I'm like, look, look at what a mother did, right? You can't find what you want for your child. And that was her story too. She could not find an education in Washington DC for her son. And so she would have birthday parties for her sons that would be theme parties, might be the Knights party, it might be the caveman party. And so they would study about the time period, they would dress in costume, they would eat food um, from that time period. And she noticed that the son with the learning disability could talk about what they were doing extensively. So he was learning as they were doing these parties. And so she decided to take the things that he needed to know and put it in that format. And that's how she came up with her philosophy, which was called the academic club philosophy. I just thought it was genius. Um, and so I was thinking, wow, my sons would really learn well in that format. And I just sent her an email telling her my sad story and saying, you know, we really need a school like this um, in Delaware. They were helping another group open a school like that in, in Philadelphia. So I'm thinking they skipped Delaware. They went to Washington, Baltimore, and now Philadelphia. Right. And so I, I contacted her by email. She got 4,000 emails that day. Wow. And um, I 
they reached out to me about six weeks later and said, well, we would be interested in helping you start a school. If you think you're up for the task, give us a call. And so one thing led to another in about six months after that, I visited the lab school and met Sally Smith and her team and her parents and her students and came away really feeling like this is something we really need in Delaware. Pamela, that is, you know, and I'm sitting here and I'm nodding um, because you and I had similar uh, journeys with our sons. My son also, um, you know, he there he's older now, but he had difficulty. He was, you know, placed in uh, the IEP program from kindergarten all the way through 12th grade. Um, but you're so spot on, especially when you talked about uh, life skills, you know, because, you know, at book knowledge is great, but life skills is even better. And, um, you know, I'm thinking of doing something and you and I need to connect later um, because my son is 30 and his social skills are lacking. And so I'm thinking that we need to come up with a clubhouse type environment where they're comfortable in getting, you know, coming out, maybe just, you know, just talking, playing checkers, playing chess, starting a podcast or just watching a football game. Because again, you know, they... I always felt, and, and I think we had this conversation before, I always felt that those that have special needs are more intelligent because they have to navigate this world and then their own world. And they, you know, they walk in that balance, like, okay, I got this, I got this. And then they have to learn other things. So we definitely need to continue this conversation outside of the school, because again, you've got the little ones. What about the older ones? You know, the, we do. That's been in the back of my mind for a long time now that I have adult, an adult son as well. Yes. So, yes, we do need to talk. Yes, we definitely need to talk. Now, you, you know, Sally Smith, God bless her, you know, and for you, to, you were probably home on that day, you know, um, and I can only imagine how you were feeling, probably tears and, you know, yes. your heart palpitating. It's like, I need this. I want this, but I'm not moving to D.C. Right. So, I did try to figure out how I could actually drive my son either to the I D.C. or the Baltimore or the Philadelphia school. You know, we would have to give up a car because it's $40,000 a year. Those schools are $40,000 a year. And I'm thinking, OK, how are we going to financially do this? Because I can't work and drive him back and forth. It was. Yeah, that was my original thought. And, you know, parents, that's what we do. We figure it out. We have to have a you know, we have to figure it out. And I am so glad that Gateway Charter School isn't existing. Now, 10 years, if could you have thought, you know, back then when you sent that little email with all those, you know, 4,000 more emails coming in that you would be doing this 10 years later? Because you said you were in finance, right? So you weren't well, even mark, in school. the marketing. Yeah, I, I went from banking to <laughs> investment management, mainly doing marketing and operations. But yes, I did not have um, any background in education. None? None. <laughs> That's amazing, you know, because again, I, I mean, I received my degree in elementary education back in 1983. So I've always loved to teach. So going into a classroom and going with kids, it's like second nature for me. So, but that must've been, you know, was that a tough transition or was it because the love of your son and you knew that this had to be done, that it was like easy breezy, not easy breezy, but you know what I'm saying? It was like, you know, you could do this and you, you, you got this. No, never felt that way. It was the hardest thing I've ever done okay. in my life. Um, I was afraid the entire, it was a total of seven years from the time I saw the lab school on TV till the doors opened. And um, I was in fear because I was going into a realm, the realm of education, I would say they value education. 
So you need a master's degree to do anything in education and you need experience. So I always felt that I was going into the Department of Education or different settings, as I say, a random mom with a bachelor's degree and no background, feeling like people were looking at me saying, yeah, okay, you really think that you're going to do this and open the school for students with special needs. And so I had to kind of go push through my own fears. Um, and um, the Bible teacher, Joyce Myers, always says, do it afraid. And that was kind of my daily mantra when I got up because um, I didn't know how it was going to work. I didn't know, um, I couldn't really even understand how I was doing it myself, but I just kind of got up every morning and said, what's the task at hand today? And sought out experts, people who could advise me. I was told to put together a board and write a white paper. And so I got steps along the way. The fact that I had lots of little bit of, um, you know, a charter school or a school is a business. And so I, that's the knowledge that I brought. I had started, helped start a family owned business that my husband and I had. Um, I had worked in operations and marketing and human resources. So I had enough knowledge about all of those things to understand how the business part needed to be developed. And I got the educational experts and people who had that information on board to help us, you know, apply for what is really an RFP almost, you know, with the state to open a charter school. And that was a question I was going to ask. Did you have um, support in those various areas? So that's, you know, that was great that, you know, because again, you're going from one field totally um, into another field, um, going into it um, because your heart wanted it, but your head, you know, you had your head in it, but I'm glad I was going to ask you, did you find the support that you needed to get to those, those through the, 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 the trials and the, you know, the forms and the paperwork, you know? Yeah, we did, but it, you know, it, it's a very hard thing to do. It's really an uphill battle just because there's lots of moving pieces. There's lots of um, compliance things you have to do. You have to prove before the, the actual school is open on paper that you can do this. And, you know, you're subjected to lots of meetings and questioning and all of that. And um, so, um, I and mean, probably I said I used every brain cell I probably had in my head mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know, to get through that. And it was 16 hour days for four years for no with no pay. Right. So it's interesting how passion can really drive you a long way, um, you know, to get something done. And then, um, you know, to get to a point where we did not get approved during our first round of application. And so. At that point, I had to ask myself, I knew my son was never going to get the benefit of going to Gateway. And that was my whole, mm. you know, rationale when I started. And I almost felt, you know, God was speaking to me and saying, will you continue to do this, even though your child will not get a benefit of it? And I, you know, I said, well, you can, um, the saying about being the solution that you want to see in the world, right. that's not quite it, but um, I, I felt like, okay, we could keep complaining about the problem that exists for special needs students in education or we can do something about it and thankfully the board that had been you know we'd been together probably three years they decided yes let's continue on and apply again and we did that um and we're we were approved on that second time around well god bless you because i know you've changed and touched so many children and their families and you know it's it's you, and you, I mean, just imagine, you know, the legacy that that you're leaving, you know, the the opportunities that you're providing and, you know, like parents like us, you know, again, my son went through it. And I, I remember times that, you know, he was probably just placed in a corner someplace because he couldn't understand, 
what was going on and never did we ever imagine that the arts, you know, maybe that would have been a better thing for him. So Pamela, I applaud you. I congratulate you. And I just love you for what you're doing. You know, God has a mission for us all. And I often say that our gift from God is life. And what we do with that life is our gift back to him. So you are definitely doing a give back. So we're going to take this quick break. And when we come back, we're going to continue the conversation with Pamela so she can tell us more about Gateway Charter School, her mission and the vision going forward. So we'll be right back after this quick break. And don't forget, you can find and follow me on all my social media platforms by using the link tree ID A Blake Enterprises. Are you ready to join the billion dollar podcasting industry? If so, Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio is ready for you. Whether you're just starting out and have no equipment or you're a seasoned pro but need help with production, Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio has everything you need. Conveniently located in Middletown, Delaware, Blake's state-of-the-art production facilities make producing your first or 100th podcast a breeze. No matter what kind of project you have in mind, the professionals at Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio can help with your production or give you the tools to produce it on your own. At the heart of Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio is award-winning blogger, vlogger, and CEO, Antoinette Blake. And her goal is simple, to help one more entrepreneur be successful. So stop making excuses and start making your podcast, audiobook, e-course, and other online dreams come true. Call Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio now. 302-261-3530. That's 302-261-3530. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Antoinette Blake, the CEO of A. Blake Enterprises, and here on Out and About with Antoinette every week on a Wednesday at 1 p.m., I am interviewing a guest from in and around the state of Delaware who's doing positive things in their communities. And today, my special guest is Pamela Tate Draper, and she is the founder of Gateway Charter School. And before the break, we were talking about the inspiration of starting this school, the, you know, the, the journey she went through. And now they are actually celebrating their 10th year. And I, again, Pam, as you look over these past 10 years, I know there's been some major accomplishments that's made your heart sing, but, you know, made tears, brought tears, sleepless nights and tears. But I'm proud of you. The staff is proud of you. The families are proud of you. What are you looking forward? Because you're going to keep going another 10 years, another 20 years, and, and it'll be your legacy you'll leave to someone else. What is it that you're looking most forward to going forward? Well, um, our continued expansion, I would say, is at the top of that list. I know early on you said grades three through eight. We did add kindergarten this year. So the state approved us um, about a year and a half ago to expand down, which was always a part of our original charter. But you know, some glitches happened. We wanted to make sure we had a solid program before we started to expand more. Um, and so this year we did add kindergarten and I'm happy to say kindergarten filled up um, and then some extra, extra students as well. Um, this coming year in, in Delaware Choice, which is a, the program that parents um, go into when they want to um, choice their child to another school, a charter school or another district school starts on Monday, uh, November 7th. 
um, we will have first grade, we will be adding first grade for next year. And then the following year will be second grade. So we're rolling in that way. Um, and so that is one of the things that, we, like I said, we've wanted for a long time and we're so happy because the earlier we can get students and start to work with them, the better off they're gonna be when they leave us in eighth grade. So we get a lot of students in sixth grade, which we still, you know, I'm amazed at what we can do when a child comes in sixth grade. But by then, a lot of things have been baked in and it takes a while to get that child to even feel confident that they can learn. Um, and so if we can get them as they come in the door, you know, when parents know or they've been identified as having some challenges, then they will be, you know, ready for the world when they leave in eighth grade. Um, yeah, and the other thing that we're looking for now is our forever home. We have been in the same location and we love it here. Um, yes. uh, we, we use a school building that was vacated by St. Catherine of Siena School um, on Centerville Road. And um, it's been great, but now that we're expanding, we're gonna need more room. So we've been looking and unfortunately, we're in a time where there's not a lot of commercial space or school space available. So it's been a challenge. We've been doing it for the last couple of years. But we're really hoping to find a place that we can make our own um, and, um, you know, where our students can be. And um, part of that is, too, um, being able to pay um, a competitive wage to our teachers, which is another uh, top thing on our list. God bless our teachers. We have wonderful, wonderful teachers. Um, the type of students that we teach takes a different type of person. And so that has always been one of our, that's one of our success stories, the people that are teaching this, the students, but um, they are making much less than what a district teacher might make. And to, to retain them, because people get married, they buy houses, they, you know, they have kids. And so they do need um, a good wage, you know, and so that is at the top of our list and getting a building, which would allow us to get an extended mortgage would help us to get there. So those are the things that, you know, we're most looking forward to. And I can see that that coming to fruition, you know, again, you know, that this space is wonderful. I love, you know, the whole um, setup of the school and even just the few teachers that I met, they're just beautiful people. They're wonderful people. And you can tell that they're in it for the mm -hmm. love of it. You know, um, again, I, I was I started teaching way back when when I won't even tell you what my salary was. But unfortunately, I I had to leave because the salary was so low, you know, and that's that's a that's a tough call, you know, because we do teachers do what they love to do and what they're trained to do, but they have to be compensated just like everybody else. So yeah. I know that's going to happen. I know you're going to find your forever school and congratulations on the kindergartners coming in because they're so cute. And then the yes. first and second <laughs> graders and then on and on and on. Like I said, it was just an amazing experience for me um, to be there, you know, those years ago. Um, and I could just see that the students liked being there. Mm -hmm. And that's important. So I know, you know, with that being said, I want people to be able to reach out to you. So please um, give us your information, how they can reach out to you personally or to the school. But, mm -hmm. and, but before I let you go, I always ask my guests to leave me with a wow, you know, words of wisdom. That's my wow. So, um, contact information, you know, mm -hmm. when someone wants to come and say, hey, I got a spot for you, you know, we got a place for you. And then also, you know, leave us with a wow. Okay. Um, so they can contact me by email at pam.draper at gcs for gateway charter school dot de 
www.ncpa.us. Um, and also they can call our, our central number 302-633-4091. And uh, our website is gatewaycharterschoolde.org. And that will get you to connect to us any of those ways. Um, so as far as my wow, one of the, my favorite quotes um, is by special ed advocate, Jonathan Mooney. And it says, it's, we say if, it's not if you are smart, it's how you are smart. What we need to embrace is the diversity of learners that we have. Um, there are so many gifts there that they have to offer to the world. A lot of, um, we know that a lot of people, Thomas Edison, um, I think Bill Gates, um, Steve Jobs, who started Apple, all were people who were challenged learners or on the spectrum or different ways. And a lot of them just had to drop out of school because they really couldn't do what they wanted to do because of the restrictions that are set up in an educational system. So we really just need to embrace the diversity that we have of learners and find out how to meet their needs so that they can thrive as they move on in, in life. Pam, thank you. You know, uh, I, I, I understand. And in today's world, even more so, you know, because, uh, you know, we, we're isolated and we're, you know, separated and that's not what humans are meant to be. So these children need us, you know, they need our support. They need our love. They need our attention. And, and of course, you know, everyone learns differently. So I applaud you again for what you're doing. I congratulate you again for the recognition. And I thank you because you're a friend and, and that's important to me. And, 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 you know, it's just, you know, it's a, it's a good thing. If I know if I needed something or wanted, you know, I, like, I don't see you all the time, but if I need you, Pam, I need you and you're there. So again, congratulations on being a new grandma and also <laughs> congratulations on celebrating 10 years at Gateway Charter School. I love it. And may God continue to bless you your mission, and your vision. Thank you again for the opportunity, Antoinette. And I look forward to talking to you more about that venture you mentioned before. And we're going to do it. 2023 is in my head. It's just, we got to do it. So thank you, Pam. And thank you for listening to today's episode of Out and About with Antoinette. Because every week I have the honor and privilege of interviewing a guest from in and around the state of Delaware who's doing great things in their communities. And if you know someone or if you'd like to be a guest on Out and About with Antoinette, please send an email to info at ablakeenterprises. And don't forget, you can find and follow me on all my social media platforms, including my blog and my blog by simply using the link tree ID, A Blake Enterprises. Thank you again for listening and please share this podcast link with your family, your friends, your bae and your boo too. And until the next time, stay smart, stay safe and stay social because I will see you in cyberspace. See ya. It's the DE Diva, a.k.a. the Delaware Blogger, wishing you and yours a beautifully blessed day. Bye-bye. <laughs>